This is a HeadGum Podcast. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the new series Dynasty. Watch it Wednesdays at 9, 8 central on The CW. You will trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to know. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And welcome back to another edition of Who's There, where we take your calls and we hear your ideas and we have you yell at us for pronouncing Marquesa wrong. Apparently, we it was like nails on a chalkboard to one of our lovely listeners. <laughs> Several of our lovely listeners, including one who works at Vogue. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, that's the only person who's allowed to say that. Right. And I do, it is sort of humiliating. It's humiliating to get a name wrong, you know? It's the easiest thing Not in the really world. when it's a brand. I don't, who cares about brands? I would pronounce them all wrong, Marquesa. you know? Marquesa. Lindsay, Lindsay boycotts Walmart and <laughs> What if Target. I just, purpose, <laughs> just purposefully mispronounce every brand name wrong just to Walmart. Be like, stick it to the man? Starbeerst. <laughs> what other ways can you? <laughs> she will not eat at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> okay, this is just not mispronunciation. It's just, like, not reading. Um... Let's just get started. Well, don't we want to say how good our Chicago show was? Oh, it was so good. <laughs> it was so it good. It was so good. We had a great good. Chicago show. We loved Chicago. God, love Chicago. In a twist, the flower girl from my best friend's wedding happened to be in the audience. <laughs> well, she called in and told us. We didn't know at that we time. We didn't know at the time, yeah. Bobby would have, like, I would have exploded. kidnapped her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wouldn't have kidnapped her. She called in and she was like, I can't believe how into it Bobby was. I uh, just want to let you know, fun fact, I was in that movie. <laughs> and she said everybody was nice, except I think her mom said Rupert Everett wasn't nice. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah. It's fine. Not everyone can be nice. Met them all. They were all fabulous. Jules, Cam, German Mulroney. So sweet. I remember being in the trailer and hair and makeup and Julia Roberts coming in, literally being like, hey, Cass. My name's Cassie. Um, and it was so funny. I mean, I don't think I realized, like, how crazy it was at the time. But, yeah, looking back, it's definitely, like, my fun fact of my life. Um, oh, by the way, Rupert Everett, my parents say was, like, kind of an asshole, but he's British. So I don't think that that's much of a surprise. Also, I think that I think that you're a little demented if you expect Rupert Everett to be nice. You know? No one expects Rupert Everett uh, yeah, to be Yeah, nice. I mean, also, you're a child, and Rupert Everett's going to, like, talk to a child? No, I'm sorry. That's not in his purview. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby, it's Stephanie calling again from Toronto, Canada, just listening to the episode, um, and you're trying to, or Bobby's trying to figure out if Goldie Hawn knows who Kaya Gerber is. And um, I have a tiny, tiny, tiny argument that um, she does know who she is, and it's a Canadian connection, so there is a really um, fancy vacation cottage spot in Ontario called Muskoka, and the Gerbers shack up there most of the summer um, and go boating and fish and hang out on the dock, and uh, the Russell Hahn family is also up there a lot, and they do have a cottage there, and they've had one there for years. So I feel like the celebrity... Um, having a Canadian cottage connection uh, means that Goldie does know who Kaya is. I'm assuming that they've had a, a dinner at each other's cottage or something along those lines. Anyways, good point, both Lauren. Hope that helps. Thanks. Bye. That helps. Also, I did I did assume that they that she knew who he she was. Oh, you're right. You're right. But I just love that this connection. This is such a connection. This is like proof. Yeah, they must know each other. 
Also, like, such a funny Canadian secret about American celebrities just hiding out in their in Canadian huge cottages. houses in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Canadian Talking cottages. to each other, bringing over bottles of um, that tequila, Casamigos, to each other's houses. and Talking about their favorite brands of maple syrup. <laughs> Is that what they do in Canada? <laughs> I assume. I mean... <laughs> Convince me otherwise, Canadians. What is wrong with my voice today? Convince me otherwise that you do not talk about your favorite brands of maple syrup casually with Goldie Hawn. There were, there were also some really good calls about how Aretha Franklin definitely watches Grace and Frankie, and then a call yeah. that Aretha Aretha Franklin definitely doesn't know how to turn on Netflix because she sent a fax. Remember the fax about yeah. Dionne Warwick a few months ago, and one girl <laughs> called in and said that she was like a booker at a at a venue and Aretha came in to settle up and she brought a calculator and a spreadsheet like she did she, like herself she showed Amazing. up and she was doing the numbers manually and she was just like there's no way that this woman uh has Netflix or does Netflix or I also Netflix. but that one caller who said that their grandmother is like older than Aretha and watches Grace and Frankie I think is, is well, good evidence good on your grandma though maybe and she has you to turn on the TV for her maybe that's how she figured out a very grandma thing though is to uh, have a piece of technology and then learn how to do exactly one thing on it. So maybe maybe Aretha Franklin has like a Roku or an Apple TV and a Netflix account, but the only thing she has been taught to do is to play Grace and Frankie on it, you know? Maybe, but what happens when Grace and Frankie ends? What will Aretha do then? She's just going to keep, well, then she's going to stop using it. She's like, you know what? My Grace and Frankie <laughs> machine is broken. I have other things to do. She's not going to dwell on this. She's going to be like, well, on to the next one. It's fine. I just love that there are just so many um, journeys that Aretha Franklin can go in. And it really all boils down to the fact that if Aretha Franklin watches Netflix, <laughs> she knows who who was the person on the other side of that. Oh, it was I Aretha forget. Franklin and Haley. Uh, ha- no, Millie, Bobby, Millie Brown. Bobby Brown. Okay, but see, this is now we've gotten so far from that because even if Aretha Franklin owns a, a, a Grace and Frankie machine, doesn't mean she knows who Billy, <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown is. You know? No, that's true. I guess you're right. So she doesn't know who Millie Bobby Brown is. But now my argument is that I think she might watch Grace and Frankie. Okay, but so great. Now that we've come there, we really ha- can't go any further. We should listen to the next. Call. We're learning all kinds of things. Moving on. Hi, Who Weekly. This is Leah. I'm standing in a closet at work because. I can't stop thinking about Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner's engagement. I'm sure I'm sure you've received a lot of calls because it's both the fascinating and the most boring thing that happened this weekend. And who do you think is whoier? I think Sophie Turner, the person, is whoier, but I think Sansa Stark is themier than Joe Jonas. What do you guys talk about it? Okay, bye. You're so right at this being probably the most boring news Mm -hmm. of the week. Yeah. When we talked about this in our Chicago show, shout out Chicago. Mm -hmm. And it It was brand new. Everyone was like, yeah. And they were like, does anyone care? And they were like, no. (laughs) Really, really exactly how I expected, (laughs) you know? It's like, who the fuck cares, you know? Um, But who is who we are, do you think? I have an she answer. Is, I think I for know. sure. Who she is? She is. No, I see. My argument is, I think he's more, he's who we are, and here's why. Mm-hmm. And here's why, because he has two brothers, who he shares a name with, and I think it's easier <laughs> to confuse which Jonas is which. I think it's easier. Whereas the moment you say Game of Thrones, you're like, oh, Sansa, Sansa, yeah, Sansa. 
Biggest I show in the world. I only maybe agree with you because of how many people watch Game of Game Thrones. Game of Thrones is the biggest show in the world. And the moment you say Sansa's marrying a Jonas, you're like, oh, Sansa. But wait, which Jonas? I don't know. So, like, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I know that I'm in the minority. And I know that out of all the shows that people watch and are popular, this is the one of the biggest. So... The That's biggest. the only reason why I might agree with you because people would know that character yeah. over Joe Jonas's like band yeah. question mark DNC or whatever. <laughs> but her name, Sophie Turner, oh. is not. Oh, the name is the name isn't like, doing. Do her you any think favors. that? Do you think that people who watch Game of Thrones know Sophie Turner's name? Not necessarily, but I think, but. But people who watch Game of Thrones love Sansa. She's a great character. She's like a fan favorite character. So, right. It, uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think people who watch Game of Thrones know a lot of their names. Their real names. Yeah. Well, also they're British, so it makes <clears throat> it extra difficult because then you have like British names. Also, Sophie Turner is not a name that is like standing out from the crowd. Yeah, Sophie Turner. Meanwhile, like neither your is Joe. Jo- neither is Joe Jonas. And even Joe Jonas, you know? like, even describing him, it's like, he's one with the mustache sometimes. He's older, I think. Maybe Only he's recently. the oldest. Nick is the one with the shaved head. And Nick then is Kevin the one who children. loves gay people. <laughs> who are the other ones? And this is, I and this is the, like. It's Joe, Nick, and who is the other one? Kevin. Kevin, fuck. Is Kevin the Kevin's oldest wife one? is Danielle, who, who uh, shilled for the pork board. Yeah, <laughs> the pork board. <laughs> One of Instagram's most iconic SpawnCon creators, Danielle Jones. Oh my god, Jonas. that horrible photo of pork. They also had a reality show. I mean, this is like, and this is like from me. Like, I know garbage. Imagine a normal person knowing any of this. They would never. They would never. So, but yeah, I think I think he's the bigger who. But it, yeah, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. They're both boring. So. Hello, Lindsay and Bobby. There are two new boy bands that I keep seeing in my feeds, all undoubtedly jockeying for the position of it boy band once held by One Direction. They are pretty much, and why don't we? Who are these people? Who are in these bands? I need to know. And who should I pay attention to? Bye. (laughs) Lindsay, this is all... This is all you. I have no idea. I didn't know about these people until the call. We almost yes, did this did. call. No, yes, we almost you did. did the call because we almost did this call a couple weeks ago, and then we saved it because we wanted more time for it. But it's like, uh, I really, I mean, I know all I know is that pretty much as a Simon Cowell joint, um, I don't know anything about why don't we. I just think it's so funny that these two boy bands are coming out at the same time, and their names well, are happens. pretty much. You always. And why to- don't we? Boy bands have to come out in pairs because there always has to be a triumphant boy band, you know? Well, like, yeah, who's going to win was the like boy? One Direction it's NSYNC or Backstreet Boys. NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, One Direction, The Wanted, New Kids on the Block, New Edition, you know? But don't you feel like in the NSYNC, Backstreet Boys both were kind of the winners? No, NSYNC, like... NSYNC was the winner. I NSYNC say this so. as Because oh, the... Backstreet Boys still like tours. I say this as someone who always preferred Backstreet Boys. It took me a while to realize that, like, the Backstreet Boys were losing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and The Wanted lost. And it the, seems well, like... they lost based big Exclusively time. on Simon Cowell's involvement, I will say that pretty much is the winner. But I don't know if we need another one right now. It's too soon after the last wave. You sort of need... You need, like, um, like a... What do you call it? Like, an entire, like, refractory period. 
Oh my god! Don't say frack again. I don't need to. Don't don't trigger our audience. Again, I'm not please, talking about fracking. Frack. That is not in any way related to fracking. You need a refractory period after the jerk off of the of, <laughs> yeah. of the boy bands of the. You need a refractory the, period. After, I mean, it's a well, good. It's true it's because a good, we had it's a good metaphor. They're boy bands. It's gross. We had. I mean, we had InSync, Backstreet Boys. Then we had a big break. We needed a big break, and then we had One Direction. We're still suffering from One Direction, even though they just broke up because of all their solo careers. It's so weird. It kind of makes sense to have them again, honestly, now that One Direction is broken up, because it, it almost seems we're set back to... to we've, ref, we've refracted. We've... <laughs> That's not the word. It's You got the word. It's... I just... I, I still... My argument is still it's too soon. I don't think we need them. But I guess there are always, like, teens who are looking for uh, people to crush on, you know? Sure. And if you think about... Simon Cowell put together One Direction, so he's just doing it again. Because if you know anything about success in any industry, if you do something, if something happens once and it's successful, you try at least one more time to do the same exact thing with the hope that, and a small percentage that it works again, you know? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, why not? So anyways, shout out to our friend Stephen Horowitz, who works at Billboard for writing the article that kind of guided me through my knowledge mm-hmm. about these two boy bands, which is... Uh, the headline is meet the next wave of boy bands pretty much why don't we and then one I still have not figured out which is Cinco C-N-C-O what is that do you know what that is I mean it's in the Um, it's in the story but but he he only mentioned Cinco in passing like you can tell I guess there are you can tell Cinco's not the big deal so the two that are the ones battling out are uh, pretty much and why don't we pretty much being the Simon Cowell band with more power, more industry power, and why don't we being probably the better ones? I mean, I can't judge. I have no, I have no clue how they are. But why don't pr- we have more the, followers? Yeah, I mean, they're probably the scrappier margin. ones. I hope maybe people will see their authenticity versus uh, pretty much is oh, not authenticity. Oh they're, oh, they're authentic, Lindsay. You you can tell which one is the more authentic group. I mean, the one that hasn't worked with Simon Cowell is more authentic, right? Like the one that wasn't put together on a factory line. It's I more think they're authentic. all put together on factory lines. It's just that Simon Cowell has the biggest factory. Fair, 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 fair. Did he mention in that call, I think that was one of the funniest parts of the call, where he mentioned that one of their songs references Tinashe. It's your birthday. Every single day it's your birthday. I can make you feel like Tinashe. If you can rhyme birthday with Tinashe, then you're good. But they didn't rhyme it. They just like said the two words in the same verse. That's not a rhyme. They rhyme. It's not a rhyme. They rhyme. They rhyme. They it's like a passive to rhyme. rhyme. It, but that's not how, that's not how language works. They didn't even try to adjust the pronunciation of birthday. How would you adjust it to That's what I'm saying. They didn't even do anything creative to make birthdays how would sound you pr- like How would you change it? How would you? I don't know. That's what I'm saying, Lindsay. I don't know how to do it. I'm just saying they didn't even try to make Tanache rhyme with anything. They just said okay, two words. Okay, I guess my point is is that like you're not going to get a lot of information from me on this one because I really haven't heard a ton of their songs, either of their songs, which is crazy because usually I'm caught up on this stuff. And it seems like once One Direction broke, they were like everywhere and everyone knew everyone knew their songs and all this stuff. And these... This is a slow. This is a slow grow, don't you think? Yeah, because I didn't. I mean, maybe it's just that I'm getting older, but it's like I had no idea who they were before the call. Where it's not even, you know. I feel like with One Direction, I didn't know who they were, but then I heard, "You don't know you're beautiful." Was that one of the first singles? And I was like, "Oh, I've heard yes, this around. Great I've heard song. this around." Yeah. But this, I have, I have no even like tiny glimmer of familiarity with either of them. I will note. I will note that there's something funny about this. So, on the why don't we? 
Instagram account, which, by the way, Why Don't Me is the bigger one right now with 1.9 million followers. They have all their mm-hmm. first and last names. Daniel Seavey, Zach Caron, Corbin Besson, Jonah Murray, and Jack Avery pretty much is going with just first names, which I feel like is an interesting way to differentiate them. Brandon, Edwin, Austin, Nick, Zion. It's a little more presumptuous, you know? I mean, I don't need their, I don't need their last names, I'll tell you that. I don't need anyone's last name and... and- you know, based on visuals only, why don't we see why don't why don't we looks younger, pretty much looks a little older and like cooler. I feel like we're not doing a good job on this. We're doing pretty badly. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. Like you didn't give us much to work with with the group is rhyming birthday with Tanache. So I'm, you shouldn't have expected much. I mean, the thing about Who Weekly is we really find our angle in and that was it. So we refuse to do anything else. Um, why don't we move on to the next topic? We refuse <laughs> to do anything else. This is pretty much all you need to know. Help Me Help You is the debut single by American social media personality Logan Paul featuring from the boy band Why Don't We? Jesus. It was released on May 18, 2017 alongside a music video on YouTube starring Shay Mitchell. We Hi, so first time uh, caller, medium time listener, I guess. Uh, I just wanted to call because I've been seeing a lot of articles, um, or maybe not a lot, but like some articles posted up about uh, Catherine McPhee. And is it David Foster? Uh, anyway, okay, so um, my boyfriend is like obsessed with Catherine McPhee and Open Toes is his like life jam. And when we went to LA a few months ago, he was like taking me on a Catherine McPhee tour of Los Angeles and he was like, this is where like, uh, like she eats and shit. And I was like, okay, that's a lot. And then as we were like driving away from one of these cafes, this woman like popped out from behind a car and she was jaywalking and it was Catherine McPhee. And I was like, oh my God. And he didn't see her. And I was like, oh my God, like stop the car. Uh, and he did. And she like, was like staring at, this was like giant doe eyes and he was hyperventilating because he like almost ran over his idol. And then she, like, kept walking, and, like, we kept driving. He was like, should I turn around? And I was like, no, because she, like, is clearly, like, afraid of you. And then he, like, commented later on her Instagram and was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I must ran you over. And she was like, oh, my God, no. Like, I didn't even notice. Don't worry. And he was like, oh, that's kind of hurtful, but whatever. And then he went to see her in, like, Chicago a few days ago. And we live in San Francisco. And I was like, I'm not flying out there. But he flew out there, and he was like, hi, Captain McVeigh. Meet and greet. And then, like, didn't tell her that I almost ran over because her security was there. And that's kind of, there's, like, no real point to the story, I guess. I just wanted to let you know that we almost ran over Catherine McPhee one time. Uh, good for her, Wow. Wow. What that's a, a what a wild ride. You almost ran over Catherine McPhee but didn't. Plus, your boyfriend is obsessed with Catherine McPhee and flies around the country to see her perform. I was going to say, that seems like your boyfriend's a keeper. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I love it. I'm kind of simultaneously worried for you with a boyfriend like that um but also i've never really heard of a Catherine mcphee stan so i'm also super engaged and interested to hear more about your boyfriend the Catherine. sorry McPhee if you've stan. never heard of a Catherine mcphee stan you and i follow very different people on twitter <laughs> <laughs> well honestly that seems like, good for like me. the like the smash army is still like alive and well on twitter.com let me tell you i just love that your you and your boyfriend almost hit her with your car in la while you were on a Catherine mcphee tour like do you think that she knew that you guys were on the like world's only official la Catherine mcphee tour and then was like i gotta go and showed up and then you didn't realize she was coming so you hit her i just there seems it doesn't it seems so unlikely that she would just be there i feel like your boyfriend 
might the the the, uh, the the level of your boyfriend's obsession with Catherine McPhee might be a little higher than you expect or that he's revealing. Whereas, like, she just coincidentally was where she, where he assumed she would be. Well, that's what I was just going to say. That's why I said unless unless the tour was so good and so accurate that Catherine McPhee happened to be at the, one of the places where the tour went because the tour was so well-researched. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, there's a very good possibility that your boyfriend has little Mission Impossible GPS trackers on all of Catherine McPhee's, like, devices. He quote unquote hit her with the car, but it really just implanted a bug in on Catherine McPhee, so he knows where she is uh, <laughs> at he, all times. Next week, he's gonna call and be like, "So funny story. Um, I was at my boyfriend's apartment, and like, funny enough, like we were just eating dinner, and I opened up. I was trying to find the bathroom, but went into the wrong room, and I saw Catherine McPhee like tied to a bed. It was like, <laughs> what? Like um Gerald's game. Like Gerald's game. She's just like tied to the bed. And she's like, hello, help me. Uh. <laughs> and you're like, hey, oh, Catherine McPhee. But there's like food and water there, like a TV. Sure, sure, sure. Or like, sure. Like it's like velvet a nice... ropes. It's nice, but still like abduction. <laughs> yeah, it's like a setup for like um, what do you call it? Like a Stockholm syndrome situation. You're like, oh, you're gonna grow to like love me. Like this is gonna be great, Catherine McPhee. Catherine We're gonna McPhee's become like, oh, best friends. Would you mind uh releasing me? If that happens, please release Catherine McPhee. She doesn't deserve that. No one deserves that. Release her, and honestly, <laughs> release her singles because um, I think. <laughs> She's been having some trouble with that, too. Um, Oh, God. uh, Really, really quickly, this reminds me of of a funny story that this may or may not be cut from the podcast. But, but, you know, okay, so one of my best friends, Lauren, I think I've told you this, Lindsay. So this story, one of my favorite stories that Lauren has ever told me about her dad, I I know her dad, too. And one of her dad's favorite movies, if not her dad's favorite movie, is The Sound of Music. And so I know this about, like, this comes up a lot. Don't ask why. So anyway, one of the funniest stories Lauren's ever told me was that, I guess... One of the places she moved around a couple times growing up, but one of the places she lived in was Connecticut, and they lived in the same town as Christopher Plummer, a.k.a. the star of Sound of Music, and their dad watched Sound of Music all the time, and the story, as Lauren told it several times to me, was that one day they were driving to Blockbuster or Hollywood Video or something to return the Sound of Music on VHS, and they almost ran over Christopher Plummer while returning the Sound of Music. And so... I've heard that story several times. I was like, that's the funniest thing in the world. That Like, imagine if you had killed Christopher Plummer while you were returning The Sound of Music. Anyway, their parents, her parents were in town a couple weeks ago, and that came up. And he was like, I don't, her mom was like, that, we were not, like, I sort of remember almost running over Christopher Plummer, but we were not returning The Sound of Music. So I'm just saying, sometimes stories like this can get exaggerated over time. Wait, so the story was a lie the whole time? The story it was, was like a an lie. exaggeration? It just, add, there was a separate, there was an additional level to the story that never actually happened, which was the true coincidence of having The Sound of Music on VHS on the car and going to Blockbuster so they, to return it. So they did almost hit Christopher they Plummer did with the car, but it wasn't Plummer. while returning Sound of Music but on But whether or not they did so while returning Sound of Music is questionable. It, to me, it makes more sense that because they were on this very specific and good Catherine McPhee tour, of course, guess who was there? Catherine McPhee, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also would watch out for your boyfriend. Seems like you should keep an eye on your boyfriend. <laughs> uh, we have, oh God, two more calls. Three more calls. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. First time, long time. I was zoning out on my phone watching, sort of watching Jeopardy when I saw Bella Thorne come up. And I actually didn't know what the question was, but my husband's right here and he's going to explain what happened. The category was huge fans. And the answer was 
these fans are known as the Bellarinas, and it showed a picture of her face, and I yelled, Bella Thorne! Just thought you guys would want to know. Bye. Props to your husband for knowing the answer to that. Yeah, also, they haven't been known as the Bellarinas for, like, several years. Really? What are they known as now? I feel like I didn't even know they were known as she the She doesn't refer to them as Bellarinas that. anymore. She used to, because I looked this up after the Jeopardy thing, because I was like, I don't, I, this must have been before my time. <laughs> And you can see instances of, so she had, it was gendered, so they were ballerinas and ballerinos. Um, no, there were no yeah, ballerinos. Yeah, she said there were ballerinas and ballerinos. Um, and I have not seen her use that in a number of years based on a very quick search on Twitter. Um, but she doesn't, she doesn't mention them anymore. It's not like Rita's constantly calling out her Rita bots. Bella, Bella Thor doesn't do that. So this must have been, the Jeopardy people must have gotten this from a Hollywood Life article of best fan names, from like I'm telling you. From like a thousand years ago. A thousand years 100%. ago. hundred percent. Because this doesn't Some like anymore. list of fan names. Uh, it's funny because I'm curious what the other questions were because it's like, if it's fan names, what were the other ones that they referred to? I'm sure they had like lambs and I'm sure they had kind of the classics, the ones that everyone knows and the ones that people still use, like barbs and all that stuff. But that's not the weirdest thing about this. Let me first play the clip here. Bellarinas. Are fans of this young performer seen here? Carlos? Who's Bella Thorne? That's it. So the guy that got that question right, did you hear did you hear him? His name is Carlos. Carlos. I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is wild. <laughs> is this weirder than the Catherine McPhee spotted on Catherine McPhee LA tour or the Christopher Plummer hit by a car? Um, while holding the VHS of Sound it's of Music. Not, this is, this it's is a weird. little it's it's a little weirder, but it's not, you know, it, it's not as shocking because there's no threat of violence. I saw this clip. I laughed. I went to go get it to put on the Who Weekly Instagram. I'm like downloading it. I watch it again. I watch it again. I watch it again. And then something clicks on me and I'm like, wait, I know that guy. I know him from college. And so I text my two college friends, Jen and Pauline, and I'm like, am I fucking insane or is Carl, we used to call him Carl, now he's Carlos, is Carl on Jeopardy tonight? And Genevieve's like, yeah. And she like goes to his Facebook and she's like, yeah, he's talking about how he was on um, Jeopardy and he lost, da, da, da. And I'm like, and I send her the clip and she's like, what the shit? He was the one who got the Bella Thorne question correct. So I feel like even though I, I don't believe in like weird universe coincidences, that one now I kind of believe again, because that is so strange. It really is. Um, <laughs> and I almost yeah. couldn't, I almost couldn't believe it when you were like, I know him. Because it's like, how does that exist? How is that possible? If he's listening, which he's not, shout out. How are you? Hope you're what well. What if he listens to Sorry the you weekly? Didn't win, sorry you didn't win Jeopardy. I don't think he does, because wouldn't he make the connection? He'd be like, oh, LOL. Moving on. Hi, Who Weekly. This is Chloe. Um, so a few months ago, I found myself um, on Jennifer Love Hewitt's Wikipedia page, because obviously, and I noticed that her default photo was from the 27 Dresses premiere in 2008, which I thought was just funny. And then just now, I was on Kristen Ritter's Wikipedia page, and I noticed that her default photo is also from the 27 Dresses premiere in 2008, even though neither of those actresses are even in that movie. So I went to the IMDb page for 27 Dresses, and looked at the red carpet photos from the premiere night, and basically anyone who was there that night that is of note, that is their default Wikipedia photo. So this includes Catherine Heigl, Ellen Pompeo, Christy Turlington, Edward Burns, Maria Menounos, Judd Taylor, and then Kristen Ritter and Jennifer Love Hewitt and probably other people. Why? 
why? Especially Chrissy Turlington. Like, she is an iconic model. Why are they using a picture of her from a red carpet 10 years ago of some shitty Katherine Heigl rom-com? Not that I, I do love that movie. But can, is it really difficult to get these photos changed? How do they choose them in the first place? Who chooses them? And, like, is it difficult to get them changed if you don't like it? Good for him, Bella Thorne. <laughs> this is the funniest realization. <laughs> it's really funny. Also, like, these aren't necessarily her full, like, the the main wikipedia photos but they're in them so it, it is it is still strange it's strange but like kristen ritter's lead wikipedia photo is not from the 27 dresses premiere it's just down in the acting section <laughs> no but the but still. for most of them it's for most of them it's the main image for a lot of them it's the main image because i just went to ellen pompeo and who else? Catherine Heigl and it's 27 dresses in the top right. It's really I mean, weird. the answer to this is that Wikipedia uses, like Wikipedia editors, when they're creating articles, they only have a certain amount of photos they can use that are like uh, allowed, essentially, mm-hmm. like open source, not open source, because tech, these creative photos Commons, really actually, yeah. Creative Commons, like they have deals with different places so that they can use the images legally. And so it's funny because you hear a lot of celebrities tell stories about how they get their Wikipedia uh picture changed because they're not about because they're not allowed to do it they're not and it's not an easy you're not allowed to edit your own thing and it's not an easy process to do because you can't just give them a photo they can't just use a photo because you as a celebrity say it's okay to use the photo so there you hear this story actually i feel like it's one of those stories that people tell on talk shows a lot it's like oh my wikipedia anyways (laughs) you've basically stumbled into (laughs) like essentially a gallery that they're using that ed- Wikipedia editors have access to and are using. I don't know the full story because I don't really know the rules specifically, but I know that th- they're using from the same archives each time. So that's why they're all these photos are from the 27 uh-huh. dresses for me. I, I, I got, I got, really, I have two stories. I have two stories to tell you. Two? So I clicked on Kristen Witter's IMDb page, and then I noticed on the right, they were like, lists Kristen Ritter appears in, and one of them was favorite actors. So I clicked on this favorite actors list that was created in 2014. Just last like some random person's some favorite random actors. Some random person's list of favorite actors. Let me rank them for you. One, okay. Hannah Murray, who is Gilly in Game of Thrones. Cannot, <laughs> the girl, a girl plays Sam's wife in Game of Thrones. Two, Rosario Dawson. Three, uh, Michelle uh, Wiesman, like also in Game of Thrones and the iconic film uh, Age of Adeline. Four, Kristen Ritter. Five, Kristen Ritter. <laughs> Wait, what? Six. How is she on there twice? Two. She's four and five. Six. <laughs> Six, Olga Kurilenko. Seven, Maggie Q. Eight, Emmy Rossum. Like- Wait, nine, Hetienne Park. 10 Piper Barabo. <laughs> Who is this person? Um, second story that I will tell before we end this episode is while I was on the plane, while we were flying back home from LA, the woman sitting next to me, not that it matters, but decked head to toe in BuzzFeed gear. So I'm assuming it was an employee of BuzzFeed. Shout out BuzzFeed. <laughs> Shout out BuzzFeed. Uh, I noticed someone in first class because I said that we were right behind first class. So we could see them. Um, someone in first class was watching About Time because it was one of the selections on JetBlue. And I guess the woman sitting to my right, this BuzzFeed employee alleged, um, didn't know what the movie was. And so I noticed she had this humongous computer, like the biggest possible MacBook. And I noticed her Google, Margot Robbie, uh, Margot Robbie, what the hell's her name? Rachel McAdams movie, because she saw them both in it. 
And she was like, Margot Robbie, Rachel McAdams movie. And then I saw her click on the About Time wiki and I was like, oh, this woman has never heard of About Time. I'm so jealous of her. She gets to watch it for the first time. In case you didn't know, I love About Time. So she reads the entire Wikipedia plot summary from top to bottom. She decides not to watch the movie. She just reads the entire plot summary. Sure, sure. Then she opens up, she pulls up the little, the screen, because we were in the exit row, you know, where those screens are hidden. She pulls it up from her thing, opens it up, starts flipping through, flipping through the movies. And I'm like, oh, she's going to watch About Time. Iconic. Jealous of her. And then she chooses 27 dresses. (laughs) I was so mad at her. I almost, I, it really, it honestly took everything for me to not be like, you should really be watching About Time. You like but get I out of your seat. I'm not going like, to talk to a stranger. Excuse me, Miss. Um, I know that you already read the synopsis on Wikipedia, but you really should. Re- you really watch. need to watch about time. You really I need really, to watch about time. I really think you would like it. Um, also, that entire time that you were telling that story, I'm going through people's Wikipedia uh, pages and seeing if their photos are from the premiere of 27 Dresses, and she is right. They are all from the premiere of 27 Dresses. <laughs> Um, anyways, amazing um, wormhole you fell into and found. Um, do I think it's a conspiracy? Yes, 100%. Um, who do I think is behind it? Definitely Scientology. Why? I don't know. I just think they're behind everything. <laughs> but I feel like that's all that we have uh, today. Thank you so much for calling and sharing your life and your stories. You know who else has one? Who? The Maria Menounos Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, no, I found it. I took a screenshot. I have a screenshot. It's all. It's the Maria all. Menounos. Oh, my God. David Castro, Catherine Heigl, Maria Menounos. What was I going to say? Ed Burns. Okay. Rel- okay, stop. Okay, stop. <laughs> I guess he's in um, it, though. That makes sense. Who cares if they're in it? The concept is that if you were at that red carpet, you are now targeted by Wikipedia. <laughs> you are now targeted. <laughs> Anyway, we're done. Bye. Have a good weekend. Um, (laughs) We'll see you Monday. And please buy tickets to the San Francisco show if you don't already have them. If you live in San Francisco, that's where we'll be next. The show's on a Wednesday. Sorry, there's nothing we can do about it. But you know what? Like, like Wednesdays are so annoying. But like your Wednesday will be so good if you come see Who Weekly on a Wednesday. (laughs) You will love it. And maybe if you guys come see Who Weekly on a Wednesday, we'll not, we won't have to play a Wednesday anymore in the future in San Francisco. (laughs) Maybe we'll get an upgrade to a better day. Okay? Okay. It's all about you. You can make the difference. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. You will say that. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the new series, Dynasty. Watch it Wednesdays at 9, 8 central on The CW. That was a HeadGum podcast. Now, 27 dresses. Strange as it sounds, I've had some really good times in those dresses. A woman whose entire life... We're getting married in three weeks! Three weeks? She's gonna want me to do everything. ...is making other people happy. We went by the flower shop. Yep. And ordered the favors. Uh-huh. You cannot plan your sister's wedding with a man you love. It is sick. I'm gonna kick her is about to discover... You have said no to people before. Many, many times when the situation... Never. Not once. How to do the same for herself.